0: Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear and then talk about it. This is page 839. Head. You must realize what you say is thin as a net. You keep sewing new threads, hoping it will hold water, but hoping does not make it true. Seeing me frown, she took my hand and gestured comfort into it, as she had before in the dining hall, all the laughter gone out of her face. I can see you think this truly. I can understand why barbarian men would want to believe it. It must be comforting to think you are important in this way, but it is simply not. Penty looked at me with something close to pity. Sometimes a woman ripens. It is a natural thing, and men have no part in it. That is why more women ripen in the fall, like fruit. That is why more women ripen here in Hert, where it is better to have a child. I tried to think of some other convincing argument, but none would come to mind it was frustrating. Seeing my expression, Penthi squeezed my hand and gestured, concession. Perhaps it is different for barbarian women, she said. You're only saying that to make me feel better, I said sullenly and was overcome with a jaw-popping yawn. I am, she admitted. Then she gave me a gentle kiss and pushed at my shoulders, encouraging me to lie back down on the bed. I did, and she nestled into the crook of my arm again, resting her head on my shoulder. It must be hard to be a man, she said softly. A woman knows she is part of the world. We are full of life. A woman is the flower and the fruit. We move through time as part of our children. But a man... She turned her head and looked up at me with gentle pity in her eyes. You are an empty branch. You know when you die. You will leave nothing of any import behind. Penty stroked my chest fondly. I think that is why you are so full of anger. Maybe you do not have more than women. Maybe the anger in you simply has no place to go. Maybe it is desperate to leave some mark. It hammers at the world. It drives you to rash action, to bickering, to rage. You paint and build and fight and tell stories that are bigger than the truth. She gave a contented sigh and rested her head on my shoulder, snuggling herself firmly into the circle of my arm. I am sorry to tell you this thing. You are a good man and a pretty thing, but still you are only a man. All you have to offer the world is your anger. That's the page. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I have a problem with the A.M. m culture that I didn't think I would have. And it's that they're not feminist. <laughs> because, like, the, the core of feminism is equality. And this isn't.
2: <laughs> you know, I think yeah. that really depends who you ask.
1: This is sort of like what, what people who don't understand feminism think feminism is.
2: And actually what the worst proponents of like rad femme feminism do you know espouse essentially
1: but real feminism is equality and the adem do not practice it and that bothers me
2: (laughs) no they they are a gynocentric culture right
0: they are a matriarchy yeah they are misandrous in the literal
2: sense that they think that like men are like less people like
1: you could i think that both a patriarchy and a matriarchy could be feminist but they're not
2: And when, when I say patriarchy, I mean like in the sense that we have a society that like explicitly devalues the feminine and devalues women and has an elaborate system of beliefs to justify that. Similarly, they have a society that devalues the masculine and demeans it and has a, you know, an elaborate belief system that, that reifies and supports that worldview.
0: And I think this might help to showcase why Tempe is, is thought of in such low regard, uh, kind of like as an afterthought. It's not that they, I mean, maybe they think less of him just in general, but I think it might also be because he's a man and therefore just generally less of a, less of less importance.
1: Yeah, we certainly guess, get very few reads on other Adem who are men.
2: And the ones that we do have are often kind of dismissive or patronizing. Like when that guy comes up to fight Vashet, she's kind of like, ugh, typical man. He's He just like wants to fight because he thinks it'll prove something. What a douche. That I think strikes one as less prejudiced. Because there are dickhead guys like that in our patriarchal society now, right? And, like, that's a reaction that I've had of, like, ugh, this guy is just, like, you know, swinging his dick Well, I think
0: that's why we overlook it at the time, right? When Vashit is talking about it, we go, oh, okay, I recognize this. But it's casting a new light now because we have this context about how and why they view men the way they do.
2: And, Jordana, to build on what you were saying, like, this attitude that it, it kind of smacks of an idea that I think has gone in and out of fashion in like contemporary gender studies and like feminism. But like this idea of like the sacred feminine that women are connected to like the source of life and like they are wellsprings of life in a way that men simply cannot be. That in and of itself isn't necessarily like a like a terrible idea, but I think it gets caught up in a lot of other like terrible ideologies and it can often be used by the same kinds of crypto fascist second wave feminists who like believe that like men are like inherently evil. And, th- and it's because they like they can't understand like there can only be forces for destruction. They can't understand how to like create life or what it feels like to create life.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I guess I wasn't going to elaborate too much further on Jeremy's point. But just to think that not only is Penthe kind of being I don't know. J- does, she's really like she's laying into him without knowing it.
2: Yeah, she's being, like, patronizing, right? She's, like...
1: Like, super-duper patronizing. (laughs) And, like, in a way that, like, you wouldn't treat someone you respect like that.
0: Yeah, you're right about that, Jordana.
2: But she doesn't think of it that way, right? In the same way that, like, certain kinds of men who view their role as, like, protector and provider of of the women in their life, they might say to their partner, like, Oh, like, don't worry your pretty little head about it. This is not a thing that women can understand. And they won't think that they're being obnoxious or toxic or prejudiced. They'll think that they are trying to spare this person pain of like trying to fill a social role that they can't fill.
1: I see.
0: And it's kind of refreshing to have Penthe, a character who has otherwise been unerringly positive, have this aspect to her. I never... Until this read, thought of it that way, Jeremy, but I think it's hard to read it any other way now. She does contain multitudes, and it, it makes her feel more realistic to me because she's, like, so unerringly good throughout the rest of the story that to encounter this and have her, like, condescend to him here in the way that, as Jeremy said, like, a man might say, don't worry, your pretty little head, makes her feel stronger as a character. Although, I have to say, I think she... Perhaps by accident, is more right about Quoth's nature than she knows, and it's not because he's a man, but it's because he is full of anger and he has no place to go. And he is like—I think—all the things that she talks about as like being general of men are not true, but I think they may be true, and it bears looking at for Quoth. You know, it drives him to rash action, action to rage. He he paints and builds and fights and tells stories that are bigger than the truth. Because he kind of has no place to go and he is a loose end and he's like fighting for for a reason to be. I think that there's something resonant in the way that she talks to Quoth. I don't think it's true of all men, but I think it happens to be true of Quoth.
1: I think it's also true of any person with a certain personality who's in a transitionary period in life. Like, for example, being a teenager would be like a pretty big transitionary period. And I feel like... That's a stressful time. like So it it would bring out a strong emotion. And I think in the case of Quoth, that emotion is anger. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that made sense. Did, nobody else has anything to say on this? Just, it's just me?
0: <laughs> the one other thing that I, I don't... There's no easy way to bring this up, but... I feel like based on the education given to me as a young one... I'm sort of under the impression that it's like pretty easy to have an unplanned baby. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of stories about like once you actually start trying, it can be actually, it can really take some time. So I think there's like a disconnect here, like to me in my life, not a part of the book, but just like thinking about it, right? Like, because the information available to me, I was sort of under the impression that like there ought to be more unplanned babies lying around. But actually, I've never been exposed to. A situation, a culture where there is a lot of free sex going around without contraception. The idea that, like, women might ripen more.
1: Considering that this is post-medieval society is kind of what we're feeling-ish, maybe? Mm, I guess. Okay, my point is that we live right now in a society where we, like, well, or at least, like, us here in... In Canada and probably also in the States, we have a lot of access to, like, highly nutritional food. As a society, we're pretty healthy. We live long lives, right? hmm Generally, it is a lot easier for healthier people to produce children. So it's possible that as a society they produce less children just because overall they may not carry the nutrition and, and other etc., etc. Like... All the, like, you need a healthy body for the most part in order to produce a child successfully.
0: Seems like the ADEM have the healthiest mm-hmm. bodies of any culture we've encountered.
1: So they may not <laughs> have as healthy bodies as they think they do.
2: The counterpoint to that is that the ADEM seem both healthier and more hygienic than the people in the Commonwealth. And in medieval and pre contraception uh, societies that I'm aware of, people had like eight babies per, per couple. You know, four of them would die before they were five, but they would have lots of babies.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that's reasonable. Okay, well, it was a thought. I had it. I said it. Fine.
0: (laughs) I feel like they teach us to be extra careful because an unplanned pregnancy is, you know, is potentially catastrophic in this day and age. So, you know, they teach you to be extra, extra careful. But I wonder if the actual, shall we say, success rate is lower than they would have us believe in grade nine health class the
2: stat that i seem dimly recall from my high school health class was just like one you basically every time you you have unprotected sex you're like rolling a d10 and if it comes up one you're gonna have a baby you know
1: you could have just said one in (laughs) ten you didn't have to go with the dice
2: yeah but this is a podcast (laughs) for a certain kind of nerd and that's not math nerd (laughs) it's like
0: fantasy nerd okay reasonable but even then, if it was 1 in 10, you'd think there'd be more unplanned pregnancies in Ademra. I think that is maybe the strongest
2: possible piece of evidence that we have. And it's not that strong, but there there don't seem to be a well a wealth of unplanned pregnancies in Ademra, inherit that we have any evidence for. So that's the strongest piece of evidence, and it's an evidence of lack that... Penthe is right about how babies are made.
0: Jordana, you have anything else you want to add?
1: All right, it is the end of a chapter. This chapter was called Anger. It was obviously called Anger because they're talking about Quoth's anger and uh, maybe also the way that Quoth feels about the situation.
2: Yeah, they're talking about, like, anger in the sense that the Adem mean it, which seems to be a kind of, like, almost like Chi or Mojo in, in the Austin Powers universe. But also, yeah, quoth and Penthe, to a certain degree, are getting like ticked off by having this like cultural gap in understanding about how
0: babies are made. There you, go. you didn't even need me to hack over the second meaning.
1: No crackpots required here, sir.
0: You could come up with a third one if you want. No one's stopping you. What?
1: What?
2: But he doesn't want to. And we'll, we'll not have heard our co-hosts on tomorrow's page.
1: Of?
0: Uh-huh. The. We... We... What?
1: We.